0: Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with
1: my man, Mike Clark. What's up, buddy? Corey, what's happening? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks. It feels like yeah. a couple of days, but it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Mike, I, um, if you could, uh, you could explain what you do a little bit better than I can. And I think this is going to be a really eye-opening conversation for a lot of the contractors that we work with, because I know the stuff that you and I have talked about, and I for sure know that we're going to hit on some things that are going to hit home because most of these guys are not protected in the way they need to be protected. So with that, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Corey, uh, long, long time ago, I worked for medical device companies. I sold medical devices and I didn't come from money, right? I, I didn't have a relationship with money and I was introduced back in 2007 to a financial education process that really opened my eyes to how the wealthy manage their money. And I was in such awe of that process that I moved to Utah to become an advisor. I went on to raise $42 million for a handful of companies. I got my MBA. And the one thing that I realized in this whole process is that business owners, one, have a lot of hats that they're wearing, and two, they they're the people that they trust to give them information to run their business successfully are typically not communicating. So there's gaps in various aspects of their business that are not running effectively or efficiently. They're leaking money. So in 2017, I got rid of the investment banking side and I became an advisor on the retail side to help business owners stream up some of those leaks. And what I do now is I manage a national referral network, which is a repository of professionals that I can pull from to help business owners run more effectively, manage cash flow, grow their cash flow, and then move on into retirement. That's what I do. So when I hear all that, the first thing I think is like, how much am I going to pay this guy? That's a great question. Yeah. And the answer is nothing, Corey. <clears throat> so all right. what we believe is that most business owners, right, they've got a monthly nut they got to cover right? And let's just call that $100,000. Sure. And they're managing all of these things. And where most advisors will come into them and say, hey, we need another five or $10,000 to build your retirement. And the business owner is like, holy crap, I don't have five to 10000 extra dollars. Our idea is that if we build a financial team around that business owner, across the board, it doesn't matter. And we can reduce their costs, by shoring up some of their leaks, if we can reduce their costs by simple cost reduction strategies, right? If we can benchmark some of the systems and processes that they're using, and we could take that $100,000 nut and drop it to say 95, well, now I've got a little bit of an arbitrage to say, look, let's utilize that to build your future outside of your business. Right? And that's how I get paid. I get paid strictly from assets under management I don't charge for introductions to business owners, that relationships between the business owner and that professional. I don't charge the professional for the introduction to the business owner. I make no money from that interaction. I get paid one way and one way only, and that's assets under management, period.
0: Fascinating. Not what I anticipated, to be honest. I mean, I I just assume most people have, you know, most people have a fee there or a maintenance fee or a man yeah. or some sort of fee. Um that's pretty that that's pretty reassuring. So uh for the folks listening, contractors, how does this so give me an example of a leak. So when you say a leak in a business, and you say I'm running an HVAC company, it's a hundred doing a hundred thousand dollars, we'll use your example a month mm-hmm. or the nuts a hundred thousand, um whatever the I guess you could probably pull from that. What would be considered a leak?
1: Right. So we one of the aspects of the National Infra Network is we do interviews with these professionals, just like you and I are doing now. Okay. And I recently interviewed a gentleman that does cost reduction strategies. And what he does is he goes in and anal- analyzes every aspect of a, of a business owner. So in your scenario, HVAC, they probably have employees, which probably have uniforms. They probably have some sort of telecom. They may have some waste because I mean, the, the guys go do their work, They somehow they've got to get the, the trash back, right? They've got a lot of just costs associated with running that HVAC business. So the, anal- the analyst comes in and says, Where are you spending money? And then typically goes and renegotiates those fees at a lower rate. Because what business owners don't understand is that they just call ATT and say, hey, I need a business phone, and then blip, there it is. Comcast, Xfinity, whatever the phone is, right? But there's gas and water. There's the uniforms. And some of these, Corey, some of these companies, you could go back three years and get rebates on some of these costs that you've been paying that you don't even know you're paying for. And so what some of these companies do is they'll get 25, up to 25% back or savings or however you want to look at it, 25% savings, On those costs. And here's the thing, Corey, they don't charge for that service either. They take a percentage of the money recovered. So there's zero risk for a contractor, HVAC, whatever the case is, to go through this process.
0: Okay. So let's just pretend that I'm still skeptical. I still think this guy could be up to something like he must be, he must get, there's gotta be a way he's going to hit me with some fee afterwards. Or yeah. There's gotta be a way that, you know, I just don't know how anybody could come in and do that. So on average, and I don't know if you could tell me this, I'm sure you can on average, a, a company is spending a hundred grand a month on mm-hmm. then a monthly nut. Typically is that, a 1% reduction? Is that a 5% reduction? Is there kind of a ballpark you can give
1: us? Yeah, anywhere from 15 to 25%. Holy cow. And that depends yeah. on, yeah, that depends on the variables, right? So I I introduced this gentleman to a client of mine who actually runs restaurants.
0: Okay.
1: Well, he leases the buildings. So there's no gas, there's no water, there's no telecom. He doesn't have uniforms because it's just kind of a deli, Right. So that's not an ideal client. <laughs> you but didn't sound like it. <laughs> right. But I see guys like any day heating and air here in Salt Lake City. They've got branded trucks. Their drivers have branded uniforms. They've these guys roll out branded carpets to enter a home, right? To make sure their feet are clean. They've got branded everything, meaning they have a uniform contract, right? They have a contract with a carpet cleaner that, to roll out those rugs. Right, they have some sort of telecom, right? Because I'm assuming companies like that aren't using individual cell phones; they've got work phones, sure. Right? However, that is they've got they've got iPads or some sort of technology that they do their proposals on, which means it's connected to the internet, which means the business has telecom. So you see where I'm going with that?
0: Yeah. So is it one? Is it if it kind of feels like the things that you're mentioning are? probably taken for granted right it's verizon is you know two thousand fifteen hundred dollars whatever the number is a month and that's just what it is like yeah it's probably going to go up next year and that's just what it is or the rug company or the dry cleaners or whatever and and so what you're saying is you're able to go in and say hey like you know you do the call you you do the negotiation let's say for them or you come in Present the information, give them the facts, and then they have to go chase the money down. How does that work?
1: No, no. So, what they, what, what this particular instance, the analysts would go in, they would evaluate all those contracts and say, look, this is what we think we can do. Okay. Do you want to do this? Here's the proposal. The proposal is is if, if we do this, we will take 10% of the recovered revenue. That's how they get paid. Right. That so now, sense. so now you've got a proposal. I can save $3,000 a month on all of my costs or 10,000, pick a number or not. But the, the key thing, Corey, is now that you're now you're armed with knowledge to make an educated decision. Right. And this is just one aspect. The number one cost for a business is health insurance. Oh, I When was the last time? And this is the thing, and, and this is across the board, but I think it's, for you, Corey, and I think this is important because, look, as you're teaching people to increase efficiencies and increase cash flow, which hopefully they hire more people to scale the business, right? As you teach them at those aspects, sometimes what they forget is with that comes additional costs. Right. So, so you've got this all of the all of the things that you don't think about: telecom, gas, water, fuel, that kind of thing. But then you take the number one cost, healthcare. When was the last time some of these guys sat down and said, "Hey, am I losing money on healthcare? Is the company spending too much on healthcare for what it's getting?" You could take business insurance, right? Most companies set it and forget it. They go buy their your property insurance, they go buy their insurance for the trucks, they go buy all this insurance, and they're like, eh, "My guy's taking care of it." B.S. He's not taking care of it because you're just cutting the check. When was the last time these guys sat down and said, hey, what's new and how can you save me money? Am I getting the value for my insurance on all of my fleet with this? I
0: would almost argue that maybe they don't even think that they can
1: negotiate these prices. right? Or I, yes, but what's even worse, and I don't mean to pick on CPAs, but I'm going to, I'm going to hammer them. I hammer them every day. And here's a story. I had a partner of mine out in Florida. He had a business owner. I don't know the business, um, but it was a co- It was the R and D tax credit or some of the ERTC credits that are going around. He did the evaluation for free presented the findings to the business owner. And it was something ridiculous, Corey. it's like $500,000 that this, potentially this business owner would get back. I don't know how big the company is, but $500,000 is $500,000. A lot of money, yep. This business owner went to the C- his CPA. His CPA looked at it and his CPA told him, if this was possible, I would have told you about it. Guy goes back to my buddy, Dave. This is what my CPA says. Dave hands them the the documentation, the IRS codes, everything. Goes back, shows the CPA the IRS codes, all of it. Says the same response. End of the day, the business owner walked away, didn't go through with it. Five hundred thousand dollars, Corey. So that here's a crazy. So here's the thing for your listeners: I don't care if you're a plumber, a contractor. A, Trusses, I don't care. There are roughly eight federal tax credits that you may be eligible for. Eight. That does not include state and municipal tax codes or tax credits that you may be eligible for. Now, Mm. the caveat, Corey, is I'm not a CPA. I'll tell you that right now. But the state of Florida, as an example, in total has 35 to 40 tax credits available to business owners, veteran tax credit, minority tax credit. If your office is in a target employment area, there's a tax credit for that, right? If you're reinventing your business, like if if you're like contractors are constantly doing things with technology, right? Making things stronger, sure. Doing, doing testing different materials, whatever the case is. Well, that's an R&D tax credit, right? Right. Your CPA doesn't have the bandwidth. And and I say that and I and I'm picking on them again because I've talked to CPAs and I've asked them why they don't do this. And the response I get, Corey, is we don't have the bandwidth. What does that mean? And so this is so In you other look words, at it doesn't it, benefit them. In other words, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit me, so I'm not doing it. Correct. And they're so fearful of somebody taking their clients because they too, by the way, I'm going to pick on them. Just like a contractor, like as you're sitting here listening to this, you're running a business and you've got proposals you need to send, you've got projects in the pipeline, you've got accounting that you need to account for, where the money goes for the projects, you've got all of that to manage. You have to remember your CPA is doing the same. Thing. So I want you to think about that, Corey. As somebody that's listening, sit back and think about it. What's what is something new I can introduce into my business, and how is that going to affect my time, my family life, my financials? Okay, and then think about you are the same thing as a CPA. The CPA has all of those same challenges that you're facing as a business owner, as a contractor. And then you ask, well, how come they don't how come they don't learn it? Well, how come you don't do what you need to do? Right, right. 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 I mean, Corey, how many companies or how many people that you talk to like, oh man, I don't have the time for this? Yeah, most. Right? So you're saying you don't have the time or the money to make be efficient to make more money? I right? right. Come on. Yeah, it sounds crazy. It sounds totally crazy. But that's really a
0: good point. So what are some of the tax credits? Um if you don't mind me asking, like just some, if you could, I, I would like for you to share maybe a couple of them that maybe most people don't know about.
1: Absolutely. So the two that are most readily available in the marketplace today are the R&D tax credit, which is a research and development credit. Um, and then the employment retention tax credit. Excuse what me, is so that the R&D?
0: Em- what is the R&D tax? I, I mean, meaning like
1: how much is it? And that's the three years back when, right? So you can go three years back. yep. Um, yeah. so the r and d tax credit real quick, it was done back in the early 90 s, I believe um, and it was really for tech companies to get credits for for innovation. And then they changed it in the early 2000s to really say, look, if any business owner is doing anything new to promote their business or to push their business forward with innovation, then they can apply for this tax credit and be eligible. So for an example, if a dentist buys new equipment, right? He's got an old x-ray machine. He's buying a new x-ray machine and he's buying new equipment, like brushes and all these things. He can apply for tax credits and get those tax credits. Like whatever money that he spent on those business expenditures, he can get a percentage back. Okay. Okay? So there's been a big shift for people in the contractor world across the board to go digital, right? Right. Digital renderings for homes, digital proposals. I mean, somebody that does um, home improvements now, like a handyman, like they somebody wants a proposal, like when you leave the house, right? People want things so right now. So, and I'm not saying that this is, once again, I'm not a CPA, but if, if you have integrated technologies into your business over the last two or three years, I would say to contact your CPA and see if you're eligible for these tax credits. And Corey, look, it depends on the company. It depends on what you spend, but I don't care if it's $2,000. It doesn't cost you. If, if I told you right now, I'll cut you a check for $2,000. But when you cash it, you just have to give me four hundred bucks back. Would you do it? I would. Yeah. If I gave you twenty thousand, but you had to pay me five, would you do it? <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> so so. All right. So give me an example. Like AI
0: is a great example. Every yeah. company is trying to implement AI into their business, and you can do that a gazillion different ways. Yep. Would that fall
1: into the R and D tax credit? So that one might be a little tough, Corey, simply because it's not, you're not necessarily creating it. You're just plugging into a system that's already there. Okay. Right. So on the other side of that, let's just say that you, you did a, you got a software, right? Well, you're going to have to tweak that software for your business, right? You're not creating the software. You might be using Salesforce as an example, whatever. And each industry has specific software for that industry. So contractors are a little bit different than dental offices, right? But as you get that software, you got to tweak it, change it. Maybe you're white labeling it, right? You're making it yours. That's more of a technological shift than going and logging into Chat GPT and using something for marketing. Good.
0: That makes sense. So we built a roofing software that measures roofs. It's, it, it um, it is it, it the the concept is not necessarily new. There are other companies that do
1: the same thing. They just don't do it the way we do it. That's does that does that make sense? I would say to to talk to somebody and to see if that's eligible. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because there is tweaks. and mean, like we have to customize it for each person, each each roofer, and yeah, for sure. But so Absolutely. now, could I have? All right. So as the software company, so to speak would i be able to write do you use that r&d credit and the roofer be able to use that r&d credit
1: or no in that situation no all right so are you, so the devel- you're the developer of it right. you're tweaking of it now hopefully the the individual using your software because it is a aspect of their business they're taking that as a business expense and a tax deduction hopefully right that's a cpa thing but as a developer absolutely i would say to talk to somebody about getting and seeing what that eligibility is.
0: Okay, that makes sense. All right, right so I think you, you painted a, a pretty, really good picture there. And I think everybody knows what this damn ERC or whatever tax, are. I mean, if you have if you don't know what that is by now, to be sure. I mean, you could tell us really quickly, but I would imagine most business owners know about it because there's ads for it everywhere. You get everywhere. LinkedIn messages from everybody, like it's crazy.
1: Yep, and, and the reason they're pushing it, because it's the the money's running out. So that is one of the tax credits where it is going away, right? Okay, when? Uh, if they haven't shut it off already, it's getting close because the pool of money is like goodbye. they've got they've got a pipeline, right? There's a lag time, so they need to look at it and like, oh, we've got to we've got to fill these requests, right? And then, um, but I mean, that's the easy part. I mean, the, just ERTC credit. When is that shutting off? It, you can simple Google, and they'll tell you about it. Um, but really, it's an employee retention. It has to do with money that you received back in the day during COVID. Did you stay open? Did you work? And you get credits for having those people employed during that time frame. But there's there's tax between the of outside of those two. Like if you're hiring veterans, there's a tax credit for that. If you start a 401k for your company, which by the way is a tax deduction for the business owner you can get up to 5000 a year for 3 years on the money that you spend on a 401k that's a tax credit there's okay. tax credits for tar- what they call target employment areas so if your business is located in a underdeveloped or you know an area that's lacks income and you're bringing people revenue into that geographical area you can get a tax credit for that Right. Right. So those are the, I mean, those are the easiest ones. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense.
0: All right. I, mean, I so, used to
1: I, real right. quick, I used to joke. I mean, not saying I would do this, but I used to joke about, you know, let's just say you and I, one of us is a veteran. The other is not. And if I if I were the veteran, I went into a job and I re- applied a joke. I would not recommend doing this, but it is a joke. Right. It's like, look, I will pay you 500 bucks if you hire me. Right. And then the reality is, is that's the tax credit the business owner would get if they hired me. So I'm not lying, but it's right. Don't do that, please. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go bribe somebody to hire you. But I'm saying let people know of the tax credit because it's there. CPAs just aren't doing them.
0: Yeah, that's not shocking. I I have my own stories about CPAs (laughs) and they're they're not great. So I, you know. (laughs) You're right, dude. You can't. It's hard to trust. It's hard to trust them with everything because they don't. They don't know everything, but they certainly will tell
1: you they do. And there and there are differences, Corey. There is a difference between a CPA, a controller, a CFO. Right, and and people call. I need a CPA. Okay, well, what do you need? I need somebody to run the books. Well, that's not a CPA. That's a bookkeeper. Right. Well, I need somebody to manage my accounts payable and accounts receivable. Well, that's not a CPA. That's a controller right? So right. you need to be very clear on what it is that your business needs. So then you can fill that gap, but then you have to have the team around you to be able to answer, ask that question to get clarity. Cause you might not even know what you don't know. Right. And then get that clarity so they can provide the value that you need and not just, Oh, you need a CPA. Well, there's a CPA. Well, then that doesn't, that solves nothing.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And then the contractor is going to say, "I mean, I, I told you what I needed. Yeah, but you left half of it out because you didn't know, right? right. I mean, and that, whose fault is that? Well, nobody's, I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's not the CPA, and <laughs> it's not, I guess, it's not the contractors, or maybe it is. The contractors should have done their homework. Yep. All right. I mean, that, yeah, that makes sense. So I want to shift for a second. We talked right before here about something that really it kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, I'll just tell you a quick story. Recently, my uh, both my dad and mom have been uh, my mom for sure victim of like a scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've all gotten text messages that say our bank is withdrawing money and crap, and click click on a link. And I'm not really sure what happens, other than things get uh, they actually. Why don't, why don't I just ask you? So if I'm if I'm a business owner, I've got 15, 20, 100 employees. Doesn't really matter. And my employee, uh, actually, I'll give you a perfect example, PHCC, right? Okay. PHCC's Plumbing, Heating, Cooling Contractors Association. Okay. <clears throat> but several of our members got a text message from one of the well-known members that said, hey, do me a favor, go out and buy 15 gift cards for 50 bucks yep. each, and let me know when you get them. No the problem. They went out bought the gift cards and then he said supposedly him wasn't him Yep. he said great um i'm not gonna be able to get by there this week so just scratch off the numbers and send me the cards and yep. that's what they did and like i th- that wasn't really the question but that story it should tie into how this could affect at a much larger scale than what i just described
1: yep absolutely so <clears throat> to tie into that story i'll tell you the story that we talked about a little bit ago Corey, was that um, so? Part of the network, right, is is having these resources for business owners to protect themselves. And so, one of the interviews we did a couple of weeks ago is with a managed IT service provider, and he does a lot to protect companies against these kind of hacks. So, long story short, client did work, um, or his client did work. The receiver was supposed to pay him twenty six thousand dollars. Somewhere along that way, a hacker sent an email to the end user and said, "Hey, I changed my bank account information. Why are the funds here? Two days after that happened, the client calls the his client and says, "Hey, you haven't paid me. Yes, I did. Here's the receipt. Here's the bank account. That wasn't my bank account, and the money's gone right So the problem that we have is is the data shows that Every business, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a two person or 20,000 person business, you're getting bombarded every day by people that want your information. And if you look at the data, last year there was like 1,800 breaches. This year already, there are 2,100 breaches. Mm. It is happening daily, Corey. And the chances
0: of finding What's the percentage of those 2,100 breaches that they tied to an individual and they actually went to jail or whatever? My guess is probably very little.
1: Near zero. Near zero.
0: <sighs> yeah. So how could this affect... All right, so let's just take... Uh, we'll just use HVAC company. How could this affect that company? Uh, let's just say that they... they they paid. They paid the bill, right? They paid the vendor, whatever it was. Let's say they paid me, and it was hacked. What's the real? So the, the hacker gets the twenty six thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But what's the bigger picture here?
1: Well, the bigger picture, Corey, is that you look at an HVAC or you know HVAC company. They've got guys in the field. They're doing proposals, right? There's there's constant information being back, you know, shared back and forth. Um requests for bids from city municipalities, et cetera. So let's just say somebody hacks into an HVAC company and then they there's a ransom for their data. Okay. Well, now the company has no access to actually do bids.
0: Right.
1: So let's just say, just think about this. So let's just say you're down for three days, four days, meaning you have zero access to your software and your data to actually go do bids. Right, so now you're behind the ball. So now your competitors are getting those bids. Then you can't send the information out for the accounts payable that you have like on draws, right? You did the work, you did the checklist. Everything's got approved by the appropriate regulatory bodies. And now you're sending the bill for that X amount of work so you can move forward with the bigger job. Well, you can't send that because your software is down. So your business is now at a standstill. And then on top of that, you've got some guy on the dark web somewhere asking you for 50 dollars dollars $70,000 to get your data back. And then the question is, is well, do you have $50,000, dollars $70,000 to turn the light switch back on? And then your question that you asked before we got on the call was, how do we know they're going to give it back? Well, you don't.
0: This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by Housecall Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, Housecall Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. All right. So when it gets when, when 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 a company gets breached like that, and let's say they do, they pay the sixty or seventy thousand dollars, they get their data back. In my mind, I'm thinking I would be thinking, okay, so it's just a matter of time before they do this to me again. Yep. So That's how good. do
1: what steps do you take to make sure that doesn't happen again? So this is this goes back this goes back to that question: is that if I was going to give you twenty thousand dollars, would you give me five thousand back? Right. And the question to you is how many, how many clients that you sit down with, you show them all these numbers that how you can increase efficiencies and revenue and scalability. And they're like, yeah, it's not for me. Okay. This is the same thing. I don't know if it's ever going to happen to me. So I won't do it today. And then right. today, right. Turns into tomorrow and you know how tomorrow never comes. It's one backup your data, have somebody come in doing evaluation of your system Back up your data. So if somebody calls you one day and says, I stole your data, I need $50,000, you could give them the middle finger, shut that off, shut everything off, go back to your server because you're backed up, put everything back on and move forward. So basically, you give the bad guys the middle finger and be like, sorry. And now you're starting from scratch. Now you've got everything's gone, they're off and running. Everything's turned back on. New passwords, new security codes, new everything. Now it's a brand new fight to get back in. I mean, it's that not. That be so hard. It's but see, this is thing, Corey. Backing up your system, it's <clears throat> it's the same thing. You, you look across the board, Corey. To implement your services and processes, it is work. It's a little bit of work for a big return. So yeah. You put a little bit of work into beginning to get everything backed up and everything on processes and to teach your employees how to protect themselves. And then after that, it's just maintenance. So yeah, what is your time worth? What is your company worth? And if you got hit once, one time, it it could be a matter of you being in business or out of business. So then the question becomes is how important is your business? Right.
0: Yeah, that's tough, man. That's really tough. Yeah. Uh, I cannot imagine, one, having to pay out the money, but then trying to claw back from that. Let's just look at right now. Like It's not like it's easy pickings right now. No. Right. So any amount of hours that you lose to a problem could be detrimental.
1: Extremely detrimental, right? I mean, because yeah. everybody... And this is the social media world that we live in. We got information at our fingertips. If a client calls you, and I don't, and this is the thing. The you know, hey, we're we're buddies or we're family. No, you're not. You're just not. I don't mean to be rude, but you're not. You might golf with the guy or the gal, you might go to basketball games, but at the end of the day, they're gonna do what's best for their business. Period. And if they call you today and you just happen to be hacked, and they call you and say, hey, we need a bid for this. Oh, yeah, my system's down. I'm not going to be able to do that today. Well, when can you? I don't know. They will hang up the... Okay, cool. They'll hang up the phone and they'll call the next number. Yep, because their business has to keep moving. Right? And we know for a fact that despite this being a relationship business, that relationship goes so far. That's right. So that's... It's still a business. And you might, to your point, Corey, you might be able to claw back and get that relationship back once you get back online. But there has been, I mean, the MGM got hacked. They were down for like 10 days. It was brutal. They closed Not the hotel down. That. Yeah. I mean, they, they shut things down. Holy cow. Like, how mm-hmm. much money
0: was that per day? Massive. 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 Yep. Holy cow. Yep. And when someone like that gets hacked, you think, "Damn! if the MGM got hacked, like, well,
1: anybody could get hacked. Anybody. Do you and know what happened? Is, do I know what happened? I, yeah. Some. So this is, I don't know what happened, but I'll tell you what likely happened. And this is what happens with a massive amount of hacks. Somebody in your organization opened an email. They shouldn't have, they sh- they opened it and they clicked the link that they should not have opened. And it and there's they're so sophisticated, Corey. Right? It, it is simple as you're the CEO and I'm a subordinate, and I get this email that looks like you, smells like you, everything's you, and it says, Hey, I need account information for this. Click the link and put it in this. Click, there's the door right it is hey i need just like the story about the the gift cards here's the link i need you to go to this link to go to buy these gift cards on this website that's the door right so wow. we we have to start understanding that this and i always tease people that your cell phone is neither important nor urgent right if it rings you don't have to answer it despite it being mobile right but if you're if you own a company and you are in the field, encourage your employees. I don't care how busy you are. If it looks suspicious, it smells suspicious, or you got that gut feeling, pick up a phone and call me. If you think anything is suspicious, I don't care where you are in the field, have your employees train them to pick up the phone and call you. Did you send this email? Do I need to send this to this client? And don't get annoyed when they do it. So it's it's that important, Corey. It is that big because look, the reality is most individuals don't have an exit plan. Right. right? They think their business is going to be their exit. The odds are people that that are listening to this are not going to sell their business. So there are they are a hundred percent reliant on pulling the cash flow out. And at some point in time, shutting the lights off and walking away. But if you're hit with the fifty dollars or $60,000, dollars $80,000 ransom, what does that do for your livelihood? I mean, not just the business, Corey, but now we're talking about your livelihood, your family, the food on your table. It's not just about the business and the employees, which are extremely important. But the people listening, are, they did this. They left whatever company they left with to start their own company to be the boss. And with the boss comes responsibilities. Yeah, right? That's for sure. So just think about that. Like if you if you had to cut a check for $70,000, what would that do to your life?
0: It would not be good. <laughs> I can tell you that much right now. Right? And for most people, I don't think it would be good. No. I mean, especially if you think about the season that we're in right now, which calls shoulder season. So it's slow time because yeah. you know it's seventy degrees outside. Their air conditioners are not breaking. Heat's not on yet. There's really not a lot going on, right? Right. This is the time that it would uh, it it would break a lot of people a fifty or sixty to seventy thousand dollar unexpected, and not to mention the 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 hundred thousand dollars a day you're going to miss because you're down.
1: You're down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, look, take, we go down this rabbit hole. <clears throat> so you get hacked. You can't get that that draw from that client that you did the work on. Well, you've got subcontractors you got to pay. What I mean, happens if you don't pay them? They ain't going to be your subs anymore. That's for sure. They, they've got options. So all of a sudden they go somewhere else. They start subbing for somebody else now they're busy now you get turned back on who are you going to use
0: right they're not like going to be it. the guy paying them to come back to the guy that didn't pay them
1: correct i, right. I don't care what i don't care what your excuse is you could say that you got hacked whatever they Doesn't don't matter. care <laughs> right right
0: Whew. wow all right so does it happen more through email than text or does it matter
1: no, email is probably the biggest. Statistically, okay. Emails the, the is like the number one way for a bad guy to get into your system. And that Cell phone. Through, go ahead. Yeah, that comes through just somebody clicking a link. But
0: like an authority figure lots of times, like your boss, right? If your boss sends you an email and says do X, Y, and Z, lots of times people just do X, Y, and Z. Yep.
1: Yep. But look, <clears throat> if your boss... well. I would assume most people listening to this are the boss. Okay. Right. So you need to be very clear with your field reps, your technicians, the office staff. There is no point in time ever, will you ever ask them via email for a password of some system. Ever. So if you ever see an email, understand that I will never, ever send an email asking you for a password which Corey is usually what happens. I'm in the field. I don't have access to this. Send me the password for this username and you know link. And then the p- person in the office goes, yeah, Corey, no problem. Password is I like snoo skiing. And then the hacker's like, bingo.
0: It must work because it seems to happen often. I mean, what percentage of businesses every year? Just, just, I don't even know if you know this number, but like how much last year of those 1800 people, so to speak, how much money did that equate to that was lost? Is there a way to
1: do you know oh, that there is. it's in the hundreds of millions? Whew. Yeah. And they're sophisticated, Corey, like what they'll do now, because it's, it's computing is so fast. They will they will find somebody in the company. They will see them on social media. They will follow on social media and they will email as if they know you. So so as the boss, like, you know, my family, you know, and all of a sudden you get an email. I get an email from you and it says, hey, it's been a while since we talked. How are the kids? How's soccer? How's football? Hey, can you do me a quick favor? Send me this password. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, I didn't see you in the office this morning. How's your kid doing? I know they're not feeling well. Send me the password. Right. Sure, Corey. Da, 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 da. And there it is. <laughs> sure, it
0: happens all the time.
1: All the time. And it's more and more sophisticated than ever.
0: That's wild, man. That's that's unbelievable. So that's one of the things that you offer to help people with.
1: So yeah. So as a recap, Corey, what I do is build that team. Right. What cost reduction, health insurance, property and casualty, IT support, right? Specifically to protect against data breaches, um, business entity structures. So, what I am is that hub for the rest of the network. Is that so? As the business owner goes out and does what they need, as they're in the field doing proposals, doing what they need to bring revenue in. Right. Then my job is to identify the gaps in that business and bring in the people to do that so they don't have to go interview them.
0: All right. Glad you said that. So I do have one last question. Yeah. When you, from the initial meeting with the customer, mm-hmm. a company, what's the timeline in the involvement of the owner or their employees? Meaning what's the timeline of, hey, great to meet you. Come in, do your thing. Okay, we found these things. We're going to go handle them. And then you get paid. Appro- do, you, do you know about how long that would take? I know it probably varies.
1: Yeah, and it it really does, Corey. And what I mean by that is there are some things that the owner needs to be directly involved in. right? But let's just say um, they want to do a benchmark on their business insurance. Well then in that case somebody in the office that handles the financials could send the information to the insurance agent to do the benchmark right okay. so you know this is the other part about the delegation side of it so there are some things that the owner needs to be involved in like the 401k if we did a benchmark on that right um i would assume that if we if they would be the sole person to talk about it stuff in terms of hacks They would have to be involved in that. But the conversations are so short up front, it is literally probably a 30 or 45-minute conversation. What you're currently using, what I need to do a proper evaluation, I will go do that evaluation report back to you in 24, 48 hours, whatever that time frame is. And then in that case, it's usually just email. This is what you're currently doing. This is where the gaps are at. And this is how you fill them. That's it. So ultimately, you know, one of the things that people think about with, especially with health insurance and say 401k is like, oh my gosh, it's going to take so much time. It doesn't take any time. Everybody, all they need is the current statements, right? And then evaluate those statements and say, look, I can save you money or I can't. And then from there, it's just transferring data. It's so seamless these days. I don't understand why business owners, I mean, I do understand because they're very busy. But it doesn't take a lot of time to email somebody a statement through a secured link, by the way, and have them do a benchmark. It could, it health insurance. It could literally save you six or seven hundred bucks a month.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah, Mike, this was such a fantastic conversation. I I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this. Like, this is. This is unlike really any other show I've had, to be honest with you. And I think you've given the audience a ton of knowledge to think about really at zero cost. And it seems like a no brainer if you ask me. Um, So I would encourage anybody to reach out to you that has any of these questions and just have a conversation with you because it doesn't cost anything to have a
1: conversation with you. It does not, and at the end of the day, Corey. One, I mean, one. I appreciate you because I, I, like, I was pretty aggressive with you uh, when I emailed you to even talk about this option. But there are so many individuals that talk about increasing revenue and doing all these things, and that's great—increase revenue, increase scalability. But what are you going to do with that money? Like, how are do you? How are you going to build? Because look, at the end of the day, Corey. Your listeners are building their financial wealth. Right. And so if you're spending money on all these other services that you should not be spending, you're taking money out of your pocket. You're taking money out of the business's pocket secondarily, but it's your money. And if you were leaking money on your personal stuff, would you stand for it? No. You would call Verizon and get all upset be like, my bill's too high, blah, 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 and yell at them. The business is no different. Protect your business, get more money back in your pocket, and build your financial future. Simple as that. Perfect. Now,
0: really quick, you have you do have a YouTube channel, and then you also offer a webinar
1: once a month. Can you tell everybody where they can find that and where they can find you? Yep. So on YouTube, uh, just National Referral Network. Just do a search. Uh, lots of interviews on there. The webinars are through our advisory firm, which is Protection Point Advisors. Um, And the easiest way to get a hold of me is mclark at protectionpointadvisors.com. So M C L A R K at protectionpointadvisors.com. Perfect. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Corey, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning
0: into the Successful Life podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey